Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. everyone and welcome to another episode of cause talk radio my name is megan strand with engage for good and i'm here with my favorite magical unicorn joe waters oh thank you so much for describing me as my favorite mythical animal you are you are one of a kind you're a special snowflake that's true people have been telling me for years i'm special you are they usually do it with air quotes though (laughs) well i'm excited to be here today but guess what i have have big news Uh uh-oh guess what next week is what what it is the early bird deadline for the Engage for Good conference. Oh, man. People got to go this year. I mean, we've I had know. such a great crowd the past few years. I mean, we always get a great crowd, but it has been really growing. And, of course, Megan and I will both be there. That's right. And, um, you know, it's the time to see us. It is the time to see us. I always yeah. wish we could do like a live Cause Talk radio thing, but I'm sort yeah. of chained to places. And I, I, can't, I can't leave. I know. So we'll, we'll just I have, have to, to take autographs I have to represent you. You know what I, know. I do? What I'm doing this year is I'm going to bring a cardboard cutout of you so that <laughs> when people say, oh, I want to get a picture with you and Megan, I can just have the cardboard cutout. Well, you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to dress like a unicorn. I'm going to be like, Joe is always with me. <laughs> there you go. That's great. <laughs> so I, I'm going to give my little plug. So go to engageforgood.com slash conference to register. If you want to save a hundred bucks, which is kind of a big deal. So yeah, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. So who yeah, you could buy with a hundred dollars. You could buy me 20 lattes at engage for good <laughs> or a unicorn outfit or yeah, or you, that's going to be a new meme, you know, absolutely. Joe, the magic unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I can only hope so. So who are we talking to today? Uh, we have a great interview. We have James Mitchner, who is the marketing manager at Waste Industries, which is a North Carolina company. And they have an interesting program down there, Megan. It's called the Full Circle Project. And what they did was they took their traditional corporate giving program, their corporate donation program, and turned it into a customer-driven fundraiser that to date, Megan, has raised $1 million for charities. And I think it's just a great example of someone, a lot of companies are out there doing this already, but mm-hmm. they're not letting their customers be involved or their employees, and they're not communicating with it. And Waste Industries is doing both of it. And that's what makes this interview so great. We know you're going to enjoy it. It's the show. Hey, James, thanks so much for joining us on Cause Talk Radio today. And you're calling us from sunny North Carolina. How are things down there? Well, not quite as sunny as I would like them to be, but yeah, yeah, they're going all right. How are you? It's not as warm. It's not Florida down there in the winter, is it? No, never. Well, I say that. It can be. Yeah. Week increment. Now, we got, a, we got an exciting program to talk about today. I mean, when I first heard about this from one of your associates, and a big shout out to uh, Cole Watts, uh, who emailed me multiple times uh, <laughs> about this fantastic program that you have. He's doing a great job for you, James. And he emailed me about a, a program called the Full Circle Project. And this is a customer-driven fundraiser that to date, and you know, James, I just don't believe this. He says it's raised almost a million dollars for charities. I mean, you know, this is where you may need to step in and and discipline an employee, right? Right, because I mean, there's no way a program like this has raised almost a million dollars, has it? Yeah, we're we're actually gonna hit, we'll probably hit a million dollars either this month or next month in actual donations to local charities in our footprint. 
Wow, that's fantastic. Wow. So, um, so tell us about the tell us first about what the program is, how it works, and then I want to hear about how you guys started it. I think I'm going to reverse the order today, Megan, so we can talk about that first because I want our listeners to understand how this program works. Yeah, sure. So um, every single one of our our uh, residential and actually some of our commercial customers now have the capability of enrolling in this program and they basically get online uh create a, a ICANN account uh, which is our digital portal uh my account essentially mm-hmm. and they can select one of nine charity classes that will allow them will essentially direct how we're going to do our donations uh throughout the course of every every quarter is when mm-hmm. we review and, and reanalyze how many donations we have mm-hmm. and that direction determines based on local areas which charity groups are going to receive X amount of funding. We allocate about $500,000 a year to do that. So the the program is essentially your corporate donation, but you are putting the charity recipients in the hands and the election of your consumers. Is that correct? Yeah, yep, that's correct. And and why did you why did you decide to do that? Joe, Joe, Joe's second question, I'm going to circle back and ask it now. So what compelled you to do this in the first place? Well, we've been uh, we've been doing a lot of. I mean, this company has been doing donations since it was founded, and they were always really, really quiet about them. Um, they just made little donations here and there, and never really wanted to talk about philanthropy. And we actually had a couple competitors who were who were leveraging um, their donations to charities in order to generate uh, market share. And so we said, well, you know, we have always been a philanthropic company. Why don't we continue that trend and in order to essentially give more power to our people and combat this, well, we're selling more customers because we're charitable, just let our customers decide and then they get to pick exactly where it goes and we don't have to go on a, on a war path for, mm-hmm. for charity. Mm-hmm. So we essentially mm-hmm. just said, we're going to make it as simple as possible. Here you go, customers. You get to tell us what we're doing and charity's in your hands now. So how did you roll this out to your customers? Was it something that they got right from the beginning? Was it something they were familiar with? Or did it take some education on your part, James, to get them to understand it? Because they must have been like, wait a minute here. Aren't you going to add something to my bill every month or something? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it, yeah. The hardest part was convincing them that we promise you you're not paying any more money for this. We were already <laughs> philanthropic. We just right. didn't tell you about it. Yep. So, yeah, we, we did go through an education window. We actually sent out uh, – we did about six months of pre-marketing for it. Mm-hmm. We sent quite a few email blasts out to our, our existing e-billing customers because you have to be enrolled in uh, e-billing in order to enroll in Full Circle Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so that we can communicate with you. And so we, we did a whole bunch of pre-marketing campaign for that, educated people on how we were going. We started with six charities and added three more later. We told them you can select anyone that you want. And then we went through a whole branding process where we stepped through multiple levels of providing them um, information and, and access to how their direction is impacting their local community. And then with the E, with the e what was it called? E-billing? Is that what you yeah. called it? Yeah. Was that, it sounds like that's like a logistical thing that you could just get in touch with customers, but was that any sort of business objective for you? Is it better for you to have people online in e-billing? Does it save you money? Does it save you time at all? Or was that just kind of a logistical nuance? Well, that that was actually really, it was probably part of the sustainability core. We've always operated as, a, as one of the more sustainable waste companies in the industry. And mm-hmm. we try to push people towards e-billing for that reason. It actually ends up saving our customers money because if you're on paper billing, uh, you get a paper bill fee of, uh, of, well, not everybody does, but a good number of our customers do receive paper bill fees. 
Um, and if you're on e-billing, you don't pay for that at all. So we're, we're actually trying to push people towards that for the sustainability purpose and to help save them some money. That's great. What What's the response been so far from your customers? Very positive. We've had a lot of a lot of the people that have signed up have, have actively reached out, requesting more information on how how the Full Circle Project has um, impacted their their local areas. Because what we stress heavily is these are local charities. So our general managers will actually um, take the information that has been submitted from customers and then pick the uh, two or three charities within their footprint that would get the most benefit out of it. And then it goes to a committee who reviews it. We have a third-party charity auditor who confirms that the charity is legitimate. And then Hmm. once that's all been cleared, we pass it off and we go donate both time and money. So we've had a lot of we've had a lot of people who have requested further information. A lot of people are really proud of their selections. If like they lose their decal or we switch out their container, the first complaint we get is, "You took my container with my sticker on it. I need new." Yeah, you you know, James, tell (laughs) us one of the things I really loved about this program is you have nine different areas and you've developed a signature icon, a decal for each one. How do the decals work? Do they go on all the containers that that organization has? Uh, no, it goes on. It's actually your personal container. So all of our residential customers who are a member of it, we send them a decal and say, well, I mean, honestly, they can put it anywhere. Uh, we tell them if you want to put it on your trash can because it's through Waste Industries, we'd love that. But, you know, you can put it on your car, you can do whatever, or stick it on your fridge. We don't care. We just want to make sure that you know that you we, we have made your We've added you to the list and made your recommendation. Yeah, yeah, because I like that because it's a way of people kind of displaying their support, you know, because I was even thinking about that, too, because in my town, we all have like the same, you know, we have one of those programs where it's all like the same colored trash barrels and stuff like that. And, you know, I could see something like that. You know, it's like, gee, wouldn't it be great if like on my street, I could see on people's different barrels, which types of programs they supported, whether it's animal rescue or or uh, hospital hospitals or kids programs and stuff like that. And I was like, gee, if people put these on their barrels, that would be a pretty good thing to do. I mean, it's pretty good recognition for the program too. Yeah, definitely. And there's a, there's a lot of sense of ownership as well that we want people to convey because, well, I mean, we're doing this, but this is our customers' choices. So what, where they're telling us where to go, where to donate, I mean, they really are driving the success of this campaign. Mm. And so by having that sense of ownership and, and being able to say, this is what I support, it means a lot to them. Plus, the people who have selected their, their charity classes most of the time are really intimately involved with them. I, I mean, cancer research especially has an incredibly strong, oh, bet, very yeah. loyal, very intimate yeah. backing. Yep. Uh, animal rescue as well is the same way. And, and uh, veterans and first responders, it's just incredible. These people, yep. the people get so committed to, to their selection. They want to, they want to show it. How, how has this done for you from a PR perspective? You, you talked about how for a lot of years, you'd been giving donations. You never talked about it. And now you're engaging your consumers. What's been the response just from the local media departments? Well, uh, as a rule, generally, because, again, we, we, we've hidden our, our philanthropic um, behaviors anyway over the years, and the culture here has not really shifted outside of doing that. We don't really publicize on our end what we're doing in terms of press releases and things like that. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. leave it up to the charity class or charities that we're donating to if they would like to share the information. Um, then we're happy to assist them. We'll even write up press releases for them oh, if that's good. the case. Yeah. A lot of them don't have the resources to do that, so we'll do it for them. But yeah. we've seen from charities that, that we're, we're targeting so, so many local charities that are smaller 
um, and don't get this kind of support yes. from large yeah. companies. Well, that's why I think that it's so great they, about this, James, is that you are supporting yeah. kind of those underfunded organizations. It's kind of like, Megan, when we talk to City Market, they have the same approach with their Roundup program. This is a grocery store in Vermont, um, uh, James, and you know they have the same type of approach in terms of they were really going after smaller nonprofits in terms of their support. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's been incredible. I mean, the, I, I went to one two days ago in, in Morristown, Tennessee, uh, food on foot, and there were hugs and tears, and and the the lady who was receiving the check was saying she wanted to frame it because it was the first novelty check she'd ever received. Mm-hmm. And, Aww, and she that's nice. Wait for us to come. The, and to those time. hugs and tears, Megan, really they were just from James. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, true. you know, I mean, that, that's <laughs> where it all started. You know, you can tell he's just a big teddy bear. I'll tell you what, it is it is hard to be around, especially some of the children's hospitals and children's health and wellness oh, ones, bet, the, yeah. without getting emotional like yeah. that. It, yeah. it is rough. Some of these can be really hard. So tell me, James, one of the things I'm interested too is how do you. Uh, Tell me a little bit more in detail, like how you communicate with your customers about what you're doing. Do you do that through an email newsletter? Do you do it through social media, through Facebook and stuff like that? I mean, how do they get the message that you folks are actually doing the things you promised? Yeah, so we do. We follow up with email blast. That was how we originally started. Mm. Uh, back then, I didn't have the capacity to to manage social media campaigns right. as well. Mm-hmm. But since we have Cole now, who you are wonderfully familiar yeah. with at this point, <laughs> as um, good job, Cole. He's, yeah, he's a yeah. man. <laughs> he's been uh, he's been pushing a lot of stuff out on on Facebook and Twitter, and he's been organizing Facebook events as well for whenever we donate time. Oh, good. Which is another huge portion of this of of the Full Circle Project. It's not just money; it's it's company volunteer efforts as well. Um, so he'll he'll frame up uh, Facebook alerts and awareness on where we're going to be and what we're doing and and the hours that we'll be there if anybody wants to come join us. Yeah, because I mean, one of the things I bet you recognize too is the communication piece on this is almost as important as the donation itself. I mean, what's important yeah. is ultimately that you're helping, but the, you know, the ability to communicate this to your customers because you know what we find is even when the nonprofit world is that nonprofits are having an impact, but they're not doing a great job communicating that. And I think the same could be said of for-profit programs. Don't you agree, Megan? And this is an example too, it sounds like you're using all the available media that you have, and now you've brought on some additional staff to focus on it too. I think that's really great in terms of your ability to reach out to folks. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes a big difference for them as well, knowing what we're doing, because you can do it all day long and just hide it, you know, hide in the corner about it. But the fact that we're actively trying to communicate with them and inform them that, hey, we, we didn't just say we were going to do this, we are really doing it, makes a big difference. Yeah. Well, I think also to your point, Joe, having using social to kind of tell some of those stories, you know, you were talking about being around these kids that are suffering from cancer mm-hmm. is hard to leave without a dry eye. Like that's the sort of thing that are that's emotional that you want to be able to convey to your consumers as much as possible. I know sometimes you can't, but mm-hmm. um, and social seems like the right platform to do that. I just I think it's interesting I don't know. I'm pretty familiar with um, our waste carrier around here because they do a ton of charitable things as well. And I just think it's interesting because I don't I don't think 15 years ago you would have thought of your garbage hauler as, you know, a a major part of the community. But Mm. they are such a part of the community. And it's interesting to me to see this industry sort of show its its true stripes to say, hey, we are part of this community. Um, And your point about being really locally focused, I think, is 
obviously very important for for your industry. James, one of the things I was really thinking about with this though is has other waste management companies have they looked at this program and what you're doing and saying, "Hey, this is kind of a kind of a good idea. Uh, maybe we should do something like this." Have you gotten any calls like that? Every year we have Waste Expo, which is, you know, sort of the big Waste Expo. Expo, right? Yeah. I'm totally going to that next I'm, year. Me, oh, I'm definitely there. I, I mean, it gives a whole it's new meaning to dumpster like diving. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's the extracurricular activity. Um, yeah, so we do that every year. And, and this past year, we actually rebranded our booth with uh, half of it being waste industry stuff and then the other half of it being Full Circle Project. Ah, and we had a idea. significant number of people from from com- uh, competitors and uh, vendors that we work with come up and, and talk about how great it, of an idea it was and mm-hmm. how exciting it was and they need to look into doing stuff similar. And it's really interesting because normally you would think, you know, you're going to hide stuff like this from your competitors because it's a marketing edge um, and something that we offer that they don't. Right. But the community, the, the trash community itself is actually very it's one of the most friendly competitive environments I've ever experienced. People mm-hmm. don't like hate each other and, and are at each other's throats all the time and right. it's really really interesting. So coming around, they were just, they were excited for us as well. So we have, we have definitely gotten responses and they've been quite positive from the industry. You know, I think it's so interesting, Megan, too, that in what we're seeing more at trade shows is people in companies focusing less on themselves and more on that type of mission work they're doing. And Full Circle is a great example of that. I mean, you know, what's so interesting, and that's what we love about this show, the show, James, is that we can really kind of broadcast these messages because not remember, Megan, too, not too long ago, we had uh, South Carolina, uh, South uh, California Honda dealers, and they had a similar program around the Super Bowl, and we were kind of like, gee, they should be doing something like this nationally. So hopefully, Cause Talk Radio will be kind of an ambassador for these programs That's right. that should be done you all heard over it here the country. First. Yeah, you heard it here first, and you got uh, you got James and Cole to thank for it. Hey, we're happy to help. Yeah. So to, we always like to ask. Um, when people are rolling out newish programs or programs that have been around for a couple of years, what has been surprising to you about your whole effort as you're looking back in it in hindsight? Probably the most surprising thing has been the, the, the adoption rate. If I'm looking at it from a customer perspective. So at the very beginning, we had a significant adoption rate right off the bat. And then things sort of fizzled out a little bit. Uh, we didn't see a huge number of signups. We didn't see a huge, a large amount of, I guess, participation or additional participation. We had a very strong base right off the bat, but we didn't see uh, the that that flow continue that that large signup level. And then uh, it wasn't until probably around the holidays when we really started pushing even harder again, especially given the season, that we saw our numbers almost double in in signup rates, and we've seen a pretty sustained right now. And honestly, I, uh, other than Cole being here, I don't know what else to attribute it to. Mm. Um, he must be chasing everybody down individually and telling them it's time yeah. to sign up for the full circle project. So it's, that, that's that been one of the most interesting from looking at it from a customer perspective. You know, and I think too, Megan, I think what we're seeing with cause too, is it has become so much more mainstream in that Consumers really do have that expectation about all companies now that they'll be doing something. And, you know, James, that's part of the fun that we have here on Cost Talk Radio is we get to talk to all these different types of businesses. You know, and even Megan was saying before our call today, gee, Joe, we get to talk to a trash company today. How many times do we get to talk to a trash company? Right? (laughs) 
Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about um, some of the charities that you have seen come through. So you're you're asking consumers and customers to nominate these charities and you put them kind of through a vetting process. But is there are there ones that kind of rise to the top in your mind about things, I guess, that you would say that have been good partners to you, things they've done or things you've seen these charities do that were effective or that helped you as a business? Um Honestly, the most the most impactful, and this is what we've been talking about a lot to our general managers, uh, is to find charities that you're going to have a partnership with. We don't want it to be a one-time cash donation and you walk away, right? We want an uh, organization that, that we can work with, that we can donate time to, that we can, um, even, you know, even if it's helping with waste pickup, right? Just if somebody, something that we can do alongside you to assist your organization's growth, because benefit on top of, of from obviously there's the the helping have, giving our customers something to do but these guys that all work in our company live and work in the communities that they service mm. and so by being sent out and and or taken out to these locations and doing something that positively Im- positively impacts their community it drastically increases their morale mm. they they're very involved and 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 they feel proud of being able to help and they feel even more proud that they're helping because their company is telling them that this is we as a company are going to do this is our culture yeah yeah do you see do you see that especially true with younger workers james because we're definitely seeing like a lot more businesses cater programs to getting younger people into the organization and then keeping them happy when they're there i see it a lot with younger younger workers are definitely quicker to participate Mm -hmm. but the old, the older generations are when when we get them in and they're act- actively helping are probably the most passionate, passionately involved that we have. Based on the that's interesting. Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. will. They are super proud to have been there. And maybe it's because most of them have spent, you know, the majority of their lives living in these areas. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they have a very strong commitment to the local charities and local organizations, the local community. But the, they're definitely much more passionate and much more proud when they get done with it and see their sense of accomplishment. Interesting. It's an interesting observation. Millennials are quick to jump in, but uh, maybe not so diehard once you get them in. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they do have their phones they need to attend to. That's true. Right? They're very busy. They're very busy, these millennials. Well, James, this has been really fantastic. Thank you for sharing uh, a, a little bit about the Furl Circle Project with us. If people want to find out more about you or this project online, how might they do that? Uh, you can actually go to wasteindustries.com slash full circle project and check us out there. And you can follow us on Twitter as well at, uh, at waste, I am the waste industries now um, to find us uh, any of the regular instantly occurring updates. Fantastic. And we will include that in the show notes. Joe, how about you? Where can people find you online? Well, people can find me at Twitter at Joe Waters, talking to Waste Industries and, of course, talking to Megan about all trash-related topics. Uh, People can find me, obviously, on my blog, SelfishGiving.com. Make sure to sign up for my email newsletter and get my five-day mini course on cause marketing. And then... How can you miss all those pins on Pinterest, Megan? Do you have a gar- do you have garbage pins? I'm I'm gonna create a whole new cat category now. Just it should be utilities. That's right, utilities and waste management, and I'm gonna have a whole board just on that. So people can check that out at Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is also where you can find show notes, engageforgood.com, as well as selfishgiving.com. And while you're at it, make sure you subscribe to the Cause Talk Radio podcast in iTunes so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of James and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 